This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. I'm almost sad that the bye is coming. Um, I'm also happy that, that they'll be getting guys back from the bye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a decent, you're halfway through the season. You know, it's a pretty good time to rest up and, and maybe hopefully get Debo healthy. But yeah, early in that game, I, I was a little, I was starting to get pissed. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> you know, especially in that first drive when you had the two penalties. I'm like, here we go with disciplined football. In those two back-to-back drives, the Rams put two long drives together. And then you have Oren Burks on cup. And you're like, what are you doing? But then they adjusted. They adjusted in the second half. The defense dominated. The Rams couldn't do anything. Cup didn't have a catch until the end. And I want to talk about stupid coach decisions later too, by the way, um, remind me about what the Rams did at the end of that game, but he didn't have a, a catch until the very last play of the game. That was garbage time. So they did a good job getting him out of, out of, out of there in the second half. They were putting pressure on Stafford, which they didn't do in the first half. And the, and the Rams looked lost. And when the Niners are like that, when the defense is doing that, they're, they're, they're a dangerous team. So credit to D'Amico Ryans who, who took some heat last week and he was taking heat in the first half this week too. And he made the correct adjustments, not having Greenlaw out there was big. They're going to miss Mosley the whole season, not having Armstead is huge, especially for the defending the run. And he made the right adjustments and look only 14 points against the NFL team is good. So, so kudos to them for that. Yeah. And, and the, the defense, you know, especially in the second half was so, dominant and so uh suffocating to the Rams offense that you get a, a sign of life first down to Allen Robinson and he immediately gets that uh unsportsmanlike conduct penalty uh by getting in the face of Hufunga who quite literally didn't say anything didn't do anything he was just getting up from from the tackle and Robinson gets in his face and signals the first down and then all of a sudden you get that penalty and while that he isn't tick- the ball, I think he tried. I think that's why Robinson got pissed. Funga tried to yank the ball when he was on the ground. I think that's why he got pissed. 
Sure. But, uh, the, wow. the, you know, you know the rules. Like, uh, again, everybody knows the rules, right? If you direct taunting at a player, you're going to get flagged. And there's a ref right there. And and part of that is just being frustrated by the fact that you haven't been able to move the ball at all in the second half. You know, at one point there was a, a graphic on the screen that uh, Stafford was two of eight for like less than 20 yards uh, well into the fourth quarter. Uh, of that game. And so, yeah, like you said, kudos to D'Amico Ryan's for, for making some adjustments because, you know, they really did, they really did get, I'm not going to say get their ass handed to them, but the, the Rams were the aggressor in the first half. Uh, they had that really long uh, drive, that 17 play drive for a touchdown, which ate, I think almost 10 minutes off the clock in the first half. And you're just like, man, like you can't, you can't afford to continue to have those. And, that was the one thing that this defense was was has been for the most part uh, all season has been good at limiting explosive plays and the Rams still didn't have any explosive plays. Uh, they had that play to Higby in the second half that likely should have been a touchdown if Higby could have held on to it. You know, Stafford did throw it slightly behind him, but he still got both hands on it. Great play design. Uh, and at the very least, he would have been into Fenner's territory, but you know, the, the it, it felt like there were some missed tackles in the first half, and, and, and it seems like they cleaned that up a little bit. And it, it also just felt like Fred Warner and the and the defense came out in the second half and said, you know, we're not we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Um, you know, this quick game isn't going to isn't going to be the thing that that gets us. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we talk all the time about a lack of adjustment and and the fact that they made it. Uh, I thought was huge. And, and, and one of the things that I took away, the other thing that I really like to see, and we talked about this, we talked about the special teams ranking uh, on our, on our last episode uh, that they were currently 26th in DVOA. And a lot of that had to do with uh, kickoff coverage. And then the one blocked field goal that they had, which carries a lot of weight, whatever, regardless. I, I really loved seeing them uh, kick touchbacks today. Like, Hey, great job. Way to way to adjust. Way to recognize that you're not your kickoff is your coverage is poor. So let's go ahead and just kick it through the end zone and and live to see another day. So I like that adjustment as well. So two two great signs for me. You guys concerned at all about the two McCaffrey fumbles? I mean, hey, Ray Ray actually caught something, right? He caught the McCaffrey fumble. <laughs> I can't believe he hung out onto that ball. <laughs> yeah. But well. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's lit up. Up. what I found. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, there were a couple that? things. McCaffrey had those those. Well, I, they called the first one incomplete, and then he had the one that bounced up in the air and laid in Ray Ray's hands, and then Jimmy had a couple Jimmy moments. It's part of the, and that's and that's, but it's funny to say that Zane because that's true. Like where this team frustrates you was the inconsistencies in the undisciplined play, right? So, in their, I think in their four losses they have eleven turnovers, and in their four wins they have one. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, so again, this game they don't commit any turnovers. They almost do, but they don't, and they win, and that's that's the key to them. So, am I concerned about it? Not, I don't necessarily am concerned with McCaffrey, just as the team with the whole. Yeah, because they're inconsistent. So I'm definitely, definitely concerned that they need to be more consistent moving forward and that stuff can still pop up moving forward. Because when this team loses, it's generally because they shoot themselves in the foot. So until they can prove to me that they aren't going to do that for an extended period of time, I'm always going to kind of have it in the back of my head, like when's the other shoe going to drop? You know, again, this is great. Celebrate this win. It's a good feeling going into the bye, playing a talented but banged up Chargers team when you get out of there. But uh, I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying. You talk to me in about a month and see where we are, and then I'll t- I'll tell you what I'm buying at that point. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's fair. And, you know, it's it's hard to say because, like, it's only Christian McCaffrey's second week. The the buy, I think, will be the big install, if you want to call it, like, for the playbook. And and I think that he'll probably get more of a load after the buy. Like, we saw Jeff Wilson Jr. start the game, and and they kind of platoon mm-hmm. there. I think we'll we'll see Christian McCaffrey get the line share of carries after the buy. But um, I, I do want to really quickly discuss everybody's favorite topic, quarterback, because we have to. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he was pretty good today. Had a couple of Jimmy moments, like you said, Al. Um, the dime to McCaffrey, the dime to Kittle, um, and the dime to Dwelly as well. I mean, he was wide open. There's nobody around him. But, you know, if he plays this type of football, this brand of football, it the team will go a really long way because he's not turning it over. He's moving the chains. He's getting the ball in the hands of playmakers. McCaffrey had eight catches today, right? And that's one thing that has been missing for a long time from a, from a 49ers offense is the running back's ability to catch catch the ball and run with it. And they're supplementing these running plays by just dumping it off to the running backs, right? And I, and I love that because those are essentially free yards, right? Like d- defenders will will just give up checkdowns all day, in in fear of giving up something bigger, right? So what they did today, I think, I hope, and I think, is going to be a blueprint for what you what you see in the future with getting Christian McCaffrey the ball, like just as a safety outlet. And it's something that I've wanted Kyle to do in his offense like for forever, but they just have never really had a guy that has been able to handle the ball like this. Uh, at least catching the ball out of the backfield. So this, I think, will add a different element into uh, the quarterback play and just having an outlet and a safety outlet. And I hope those interception numbers will come down from what they have been. They've already, they're have already down this year as, as they were. But I think that, you know, the emergence of Christian McCaffrey, you know, in, on this offense as a, as a real piece, as you saw today, is only going to help the quarterbacks, both Jimmy and Trey next year, right, going forward. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy to me, he played really well today. I thought I thought he had a terrific game overall. The throw to Kittle, I I, I don't. You mentioned Brian, maybe he threw a little bit later, or whatever. But like, I, I thought that was one of the better throws I've seen him make. Like Jimmy doesn't usually make a throw where he drops it over a defender, you know, in the back of the end zone like that. Um, the throw he made to McCaffrey, like you talked about earlier for the touchdown too, there was pressure. He kind of steps up and it looked to me, I mean, I don't know what the play was, but it looked to me like McCaffrey was just supposed to go out in the flat on that play. And he was there and he sees the pressure and he runs towards the end zone and Jimmy puts the ball up, makes a good throw on him. And, um, McCaffrey makes a great catch going down. So I was, I was happy with Jimmy today, but again, we've seen this, we've seen Jimmy play pretty well. And then we've seen Jimmy come out and shit the bed or Jimmy come out and make a really bad turnover. So thrilled. He had a good game. Talk to me in a month. And even then we kind of know what Garoppolo is, but the good thing was for Jimmy is he has so many weapons. Now he just has to play point guard. That's all he's got to do. Just distribute, distribute, distribute. You don't, you don't, he doesn't have to, he shouldn't have to win the game with that many pieces around him. At least not most weeks. There should be enough for him. The defense should typically be good enough. And there's enough pieces around him where I think he can just kind of play point guard and don't screw it up. A hundred percent, you know, and, and, uh, uh, Zane, Zane is on dad duty. He had to, he had to drop out. So it'll just be Al and I the, the rest of the way, but you know, the, the interesting thing, and, and <clears throat> Zane said this, you know, about, about the buy and, and, you know, we'll see, there'll probably be a little bit more install, 
uh, when it comes to adding Christian McCaffrey to to the offense over the the other thing that I thought was interesting this week is you know one of the things that I haven't been able to really wrap my brain around is this idea that the 49ers spent an entire offseason crafting a, an offense for Trey Lance. And then with Trey Lance going down and Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, it's been a difficult transition from that offense to, you know, an offense that is more suited for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I've always, I've always, like I said, but not been able to really wrap my head around that idea because one, are you telling me that you fundamentally changed your offense so much with Trey Lance that uh, a lot of what you wanted to do, Jimmy Garoppolo is incapable of doing? I think maybe I could buy that, right? But I also don't buy the idea of Kyle Shanahan fundamentally altering his offense for a quarterback that he drafted because he felt like he fit his offense well enough and added just that little extra dynamic of of running that it just really kind of unlocked more of his offense as opposed to needing to fundamentally alter it. And then the other thing was, Jimmy Garoppolo has been QB one for this team for the past four seasons. Like, how is it that difficult to transition back to calling plays for that guy, even though you didn't anticipate doing it? Um, you know, it didn't anticipate doing it then, but somebody asked Kyle Shanahan that question this week. Uh, and he basically said, yeah, it's been a really tough transition. And I was trying to find, uh, I was trying to find the the quotes. It came from one of his one of his um, press availabilities this week, and I couldn't I couldn't find it while we were talking here. But the interesting thing is, well, if it's been that difficult, I'm what I'm wondering is if we if we see coming out of the bye, just a really different offense in the second half of the season moving forward because they get that extra week to kind of install some of, I guess, what they used to, right? Because, you know, part of what he said was, you know, blocking assignments, things like that. It's all different when you go from a, a quarterback who can extend the play with his legs versus a quarterback who essentially, if the play breaks down in the pocket, it's, it's either going to be a turnover or, or an incomplete pass. Um, and so that's going to be interesting to see, but, you know, I, I think this team desperately needed, they desperately needed this momentum going into the bye because if they went into this game and lost and went into the bye at three and five, even though that's where they were last year, it, it would just feel different than last year, right? It would just oh, yeah. feel different. And it would feel different because this team is better than the team last year. It, 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 there's just so much more talent on both sides of the ball. Not that the team wasn't talented last year, but you know, you've got, you've got Mooney Ward on, on the other side when you didn't have a shutdown corner before you've got, uh, you know, you've got these extra pieces at edge rusher on the defense. You've got on offense, you've got another, uh, year of Brandon Ayuk. You've got now Christian McCaffrey. You've got, you know, you've got all of these pieces that, that, that genuinely make you better and to be at the same spot, I think would have been really defeating to, to a lot of players in that locker room because whether they should be reading the press clippings or not, I guarantee that squad thinks that they should be in the Super Bowl this year. 
and rightfully oh, so. They absolutely should. They yeah. they should feel that way, especially when you look at the landscape of the NFC. 